Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yep. What up, what up, what up? And happy Sunday morning. It's my Sunday morning here in Chicago, man. I hope you've had an amazing weekend and wow. Fam, just <sighs> wow, man. We talked about it early this past week, man, about the the fight weekend coming up, and yo, it's been okay. And and I think I'm almost speechless to an extent, man, because when you look at it, and you know what, real quick before I jump into that, remember the fight podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Uh, apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Uh, remember, the fight, pop, the fight Podcast is also on all social media platforms. Follow us at The Fight Podcast. Also, make sure you go out there and... Um, Check out the website, man, www.thefightpodcast.com. We have merch on there. Please go ahead and check us out, man. We have really, really dope um, hoodies uh, down in all the uh, the Fight Podcast um, logos. Um, super dope logo. If you haven't been able to check us out, man, also check us out on the, uh, like again, social media at The Fight Podcast. But we got champion brand hoodies, man. We have champion brand tees. If you want different colors, right now it just comes in black. Um, it's black and white, but I'm also thinking about doing a, a, a blue and white one as well and um, a couple of different uh, colorways. So go ahead and let us know what you think, man. Check us out and remember, follow the Fire Podcast um, and listen to us where everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, so go ahead and check it out, man. So boom. All right. Uh, jumping right back into it, man. Again, happy Sunday. I feel like I always talk about the weather here and it was been getting good. It's been getting really good here in Chicago. Um, one day was even 71. Fam, I've been wearing just hoodies outside. It's been amazing. Incredible fight last night. I couldn't go to sleep. I was just thinking about this, writing notes, watching the fight over and over again and um, passed out. Opened the blinds this morning. To six inches of snow. <laughs> Fam, Chicago's nuts. Um, it's snowing outside. You should have seen my dog this morning. Nico is my pooch, for those who don't know, man. But uh, Nico and I walked outside this morning. As soon as I opened the door, he stopped, looked at me, and was like, where are you going? Like, I'm not going out there, man. So uh, he reluctantly went out there, had to go take that young piss. But um you know what's crazy out here in Chicago, man. But look, I digress. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this event, man. Like I said a little earlier in the show, it's this is what we watch fights for. This is why 
We are fight fans. And this is why I thoroughly, I thoroughly believe that MMA is the greatest sport in the world, man. Um, and MMA is just such a good place. The talent level. And look, I heard a couple. Um, I actually heard Luke Thomas talk about this a little bit on his show. Um, but I've also seen it online a little bit. And people are saying how they enjoy and how they really, really love like old school MMA. They're like, oh, old school MMA was more fun. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it was fun because a lot of times we had a lot of a couple skilled guys with some bums. And um, and we and also there was um, a bigger discrepancy in special. I mean, there were more specialists. You know what I mean? Um, and it was really trying to see, you know, who is the best, how, what specialty can be imposed, but the game has evolved and grown so much, man. These four men that were in the co-main event of UFC's, uh, fight card this past weekend in Atlanta, they are the epitome of what a modern day elite, elite all-around MMA fighter is. These guys don't have holes, man. And the weaknesses that they do have, each time we see them, they have addressed those issues. It, it, it's really incredible. I, I think this is the best time in MMA. The sport is in a great spot. Um, we have content everywhere. One, UFC, Bellator, PFL, Ryzen. And the list goes on and on. It's it's really incredible what to watch. But man, this fight card, and um, I, I was really trying to determine which one I want to talk about first because both fights were incredible. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I actually um, didn't fully agree with all of the decisions of the night. But not only these last two cards, the top two cards on the card uh, were the best. I mean, the entire fight card was incredible as it is. Um, but let me go ahead and start off with Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier. What a fight, man. Th this is, um, and this honestly, I'm going to be honest with you, this was the fight that I had, um, I did not agree with the judges' scorecards. And um, when I looked at the numbers, I, I really felt that it, um, that the numbers reflected how I felt. So I'll go ahead and talk about that, man. And um, I'm definitely going to go ahead and I'm going to pull up UFC fight metric for this as well. But um, all in all, man, what can I say? Dustin Poirier goes out there and defeats Max Blessed Holloway. Max Holloway uh, gets his 13 fight win streak snapped. Um, he bumped up a weight class in hopes to win the lightweight 155 pound um interim title and we learned a lot this fight man um first and foremost dustin poirier family mad respect mad respect i mean this is somebody whom look we all know he's had bumps in the road from getting beat and stopped by conor mcgregor getting starched by michael johnson I mean, there were times in this dude's career that we didn't know if he was championship material, a really, really solid journeyman. I mean, we didn't know. We felt like he was really good, but I mean, he had 
setbacks. Um, Chin Sun Jung, there was a couple other guys that beat him in between there. He had six losses on his record, but I mean, the more we saw, we didn't know. But yo, you talk about somebody on a tear ever since he has been up to lightweight. And yes, he's somebody who's actually been at lightweight um, a little longer than Max Holloway. He's been at lightweight for the last uh, four years. Uh, he moved up after his loss to uh, Conor McGregor. He ended up bumping up, and that was in 2015. So he's had some times, and since he's been there, he's fought the likes of Eddie Alvarez, former champion, twice. Anthony Pettis, former champion, finished him. Third round stoppage. Justin Gaethje, WSOF champion. We already talked about him. I believe he is the most dangerous, the most violent man in MMA. He stopped him, knocked him out. Eddie Alvarez, again, stopped him, knocked him out. And now you have Max Holloway, the current 145-pound champion. Beats him in a close uh, fight, man. I mean, you have to give Dustin respect, yo. Dustin is incredible. What a fight, man. Somebody, you talking about somebody who really earned, earned his way to the title shop and everything that he got. And you can see it, man. I mean, even up to his, his post-fight um, dedicating to his wife, he has been through the absolute ringer to actually get to where he currently is, man. So um, let me go ahead and pull up the numbers, man, so you guys get a little idea of, um, of what was really going on in this fight. And I'm also going to tell you why I don't agree with the actual outcome of the fight, even though, don't get it twisted, I am not taking anything away from Dustin Poirier. And I think that's why I started off with this long soliloquy about, um, you know, how dope Dustin is and everything he's gotten. So check this out. When we look at it, let me just tell you the outlook of the fight, man. The fight kicks off and Dustin Poirier did an amazing job in the first couple rounds of imposing his power. And one thing that I actually was really able to see in this fight was that Max Holloway when Max Holloway went ahead and actually landed clean strikes on Dustin Poirier, it didn't seem like it did nearly as much damage as Dustin Poirier did against Max Holloway when, when Dustin actually landed. Dustin is strong, super powerful, and even big for that weight class. And again, like I said, he's knocked out. He's been fighting in that weight class for what? Like I said, the last four years. So he's had an opportunity to have some brawls get beat up, take some shots from a, you know, bigger heavy punching guys. And actually Max has not had that opportunity. And I don't know if Max actually knew that the power was going to in the size difference in that 10 pounds was going to be that prevalent, but it was. And he hurt Max more than I have ever seen Max hurt in his entire career. But man, Max Holloway, what a dog. He goes out there after getting almost dropped in the first round and multiple times hurt, honestly, he was hurt two to three times in that first round. And, um, and then he just continued just fighting and fighting and fighting. So the first two rounds, I absolutely gave Dustin Poirier. I felt as if his power um, was dictating the pace of the fight. Max Holloway didn't seem like he had an actual answer for Dustin Poirier's power. But then the third round came on. And that's what we 
are custom to seeing. Max Holloway after that point in time comes and then here comes that wave. Max starts landing 10 punch combinations. Max starts coming downhill and it looked like Dustin Poirier was starting to fade. But one thing I have to say, man, and again, I have to tip my hat off to Matt to uh, Dustin Poirier. His team prepared him just phenomenally for this fight. His team set this dude up for success. Everything that they did, you can tell they studied and they knew what Max was going to do. And every time Max made made a move to do what Max does, get in his face, start coming downhill, Dustin Poirier went ahead and was a disruptor, landed a huge jab, landed a huge right hand, landed something solid on Max that Max was not able to. It, it made him break his momentum. He did an incredible job of breaking that momentum and making Max reset as opposed to just continually coming downhill. And here's the thing. In that third round, Max hurt Dustin Poirier bad, even under Dustin's own admission. He was like, yo, I didn't think I was going to make it. He had to dig deep to just get past that round. So obviously, look, I give that round to Max. Another thing that Dustin Poirier did extremely well in this fight is that he was able to capitalize and he was able to Expose when Max did not move his head and Max did not do as good of a job as he normally does in his head movement. But also that probably has something to do with him getting rocked as bad as he did in those first two rounds. It is what it is. He was compromised, but he kept fighting because Buddy's a dog. Come on now. We know that. So the third round comes in. Max is coming downhill. Dustin, you know, breaks it up a couple times. Fourth round, a little bit of closer round. Um, I had Max still winning that round, but Dustin did the damage. What was that damage? At the very end, less than a minute left in that very in that fourth round, he landed a knee, opened up a big cut right on Max's forehead. It wasn't a hard knee. It was more of a grazing knee, but it was enough to cut it. And you can tell that the judges actually took that into account. Some people do. I didn't. It's a fight. People cut. It's whatever. But that's why they gave it to him. So I understand if anybody did score that round for Dustin Poirier. But I'm going to show you the numbers and I'm going to tell you why he did not win that round. And in the fifth round, so in the fifth round, I heard people, and I was at the bar, I was chilling, um, and you heard people back and forth saying, yo, you know, uh, I got it 2-2. A lot of people had it 2-2. At that point in time, I also had it 2-2. I had it even going into the fourth round, very similar, in the fifth round, very similar to what I had in um, the the Coleman event as well that we're going to get to in a minute. And one of those things that I, that I, um, Fifth round came, and again, it was a very close round. I think it was the closest of the five rounds, but again, I gave Max an edge um, when it was all said and done because of the damage that was done. So I had it three rounds to two for Max Holloway, but I actually scored it a draw because I gave, um, you can easily give, especially when you hurt him as much as he did in the first and the third, you can give any of those um, a 10-8 round. So all in all, I looked at it like it was a draw. Regardless, um, I was like, this is a fight that I absolutely want to see again. 
I don't think Dustin did enough to win, but I also didn't think Max did enough to lose. So, and that's a big thing, man. The more I think about it, I don't understand in combat sports why, yo, we need to have more draws. Because sometimes we have fights like this that are close, man. And again, let me go ahead and get into the numbers. And again, these numbers are um, all based on um, UFC fight metric. And I'm pulling it down. So look at the strikes. Max Holloway, or I'm going to start off with the, the champion. Now, the new interim uh, lightweight champion who will be fighting Khabib in September, Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier landed 360, and these are total strikes landed. He landed 360 out of 766 strikes. Max Holloway landed 416 out of 946 strikes. Now, yes, he landed a significant amount more strikes than he did, but I will give um, Dustin Poirier had more power. So I can understand why that's evened out. Um, significant strikes, Max Holloway landed 362 in comparison to Dustin Poirier's 356, 362, I'm sorry, uh, against 356, super close. Um, Dustin had one out of 16 takedowns. Um, he also had, uh, two submission attempts. It seemed like, uh, Max Holloway did an incredible job passing guard though. He had two pass guards there. Um, and this is something that also was interesting. This was the most strikes that Max Holloway ever absorbed. And he actually even absorbed 282 strikes to the head in compare. And then Dustin Poirier, again, he also landed 306 strikes himself. So, I mean, these guys are getting beat up, man. They're going to go ahead and really, really uh, feel that, man. So check this out. This is what I wanted to bring up round by round, right? In total strikes per round. Uh, what was it? Okay. So in Max Holloway outstruck Dustin Poirier. Hmm. Hold up. Let me break this. Because when you look at it, because this is something that I really found that was interesting. Again, as I um, I bring this up, um, I found it to be really interesting because when you're looking at a fight, right? And you can really tell that, how do I say, it, man? It's just like, I, I always, I'm somebody who, when I judge fights, and this is just me personally, right? I judge fights by, by at the end of that round, who would I rather be? Who would I rather be at the end of that round? And that's generally how I determine who won that that round, right? Um All right, this isn't their website is down right now for some some reason, but whatever. So um, the reason I want to bring it up is because Max Holloway actually um, outstruck um, Dustin Poirier in all but one round. So for me, it was really difficult, um, even though it was a close fight, to not make it a draw, right? Um, all in all, I thought it was incredible. So and this is a couple of things that I wanted to bring up also when you think about it.
Well, first and foremost, man, um, Dustin Poirier, like I said, mad respect. Coming from where he's come from, taking the lumps that he has throughout his career to come back and actually earn that title. Kudos to him, man. Buddy's an absolute beast. Um, look, even though Max Holloway didn't win, Max Holloway's stock probably went up this fight. He gained more fans this fight, not only because of the way he performed, but how graceful and smooth he is afterwards. I mean, we love him when he's like, yo, it is what it is. You know, it happens. You know what I mean? And um, and he goes out there and says, and he even put something out on uh, social media, a beautiful thing. He said, look, man, life is like shoots and ladders. Sometimes we've got to take that slide down to get to the next big ladder. It is what it is. We keep playing. We keep fighting. Congrats to Dustin and Jolie. They should have already had a belt. Diamonds are forever. Dude. Yo, that damn near brings a tear to my eye, man. This is somebody who is praising. And even after the fight, man, these men hugged each other. And uh, not only did they hug each other, they, they said it, man. Like, I love you, man. Like, I love you. Thank you so much for this. Um, those guys left a piece of themselves in that cage that night. Both of them beat up. Um, that's this is what it's all about, man. And I'm going to say this a couple times in this episode, man. But these are the type of um, fights, and, and and this is what makes us fans. Um, check this out, man. Um, yeah, I already said that Max had the advantage with the strikes. Um, man. Dustin's last wins, man, Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, uh, Anthony Pettis, everyone who's been a champion, dude is a beast. Okay, so what happens? Um, oh, even after the fight, um, Khabib uh, we actually went out there on social media and he said something that I think a lot of people found to be interesting, right? He went out there and um, and so did Connor. And actually, let me start with Connor real quick, because I, I, I shit on Connor a lot. And I think a lot of people um, have commented on that and stuff. And I don't think I shit on Connor. I just think I keep it I keep it a buck. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't have any allegiance to Connor. I don't have any allegiance to anybody. I'm a fight fan. I have, I have allegiance to the sport itself. So um, when you're out there doing it, and I'm actually going to talk about Connor once more in this show, um, when we talk about a style bender and the rise of style bender, something specifically to what Dana White had said in comparison of the two. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But he did tweet this after the fight. And this is from Conor McGregor's Twitter at the Notorious MMA. Amazing main event fights. How fighting should be. Max. You are insanely tough. Please rest up now, young buck. You are a warrior from head to toe. A champion, and this is in all caps, forever. Congratulations, Dustin, on a much-deserved UFC title to your career. It is Nate next for you, like previously scheduled. That, I don't know. But aside from that, man, I, I agree with what the man said wholeheartedly. Yo, this is what fighting is all about. Much respect to the two. And I appreciate. Now, 
It's a little cringy when you think about it. The reason why Connor's probably just trying to stick his two cents worth in. It seems like he does this after every main event fight now. He's always like, hey, guys, he's keeping himself relevant, man. And that is the genius of Conor McGregor, right? You got to give him love for that. You have to show the man respect for that. He knows how to stay relevant. Look, man, dude didn't fight for almost three years, came back, got blasted by Khabib, hasn't fought now he's gonna fight still for another year and he every week we talk about him every week that's genius he's a genius for that man and i and i'm always gonna show him love and respect for that man but um but all in all man look that is one of the first things that i've agreed with him in a very long time um and it's true and it really is true man um, not only that, Khabib also uh, spoke up, the champion at that weight class. He says, I don't agree with the judges. 49-46. And you know what? Let me put a button on this for a second. 49-46? 49-46. That means these judges scored this fight four rounds to one. What? What? What the? I read you the numbers. How is it possible that the fight with with numbers like that is four rounds to one? MMA judging, my God. You have to do better. You have to. I'm not even saying, like, I'm not mad because even if you look at the numbers, that fight is a fight that 100% could have gone either way. 49-46? Hey, judges, fuck you. That's how I feel about that. Are you shitting me? Really? That's how we're going to get down. You, you're just blind because you don't understand the nuances of a sport. You see blood and then you're like, oh, that person won. Are you kidding me? That's why we don't need these keyboard warriors end up being judges. That's why we don't need people that could sit there and take a weekend seminar and end up being judges. There should be more criteria for actual judges for combat sports in general, all combat sports. There should be either you should be a high ranking media member whom is somebody who has been involved in the sports for a long time. You should be somebody who has competed in some of the top organizations and top levels, somebody who at uh, top level coaches, somebody in that regard, somebody who understands and knows the sports, somebody who has been in there, somebody who actually can look at the positions and understand actually what is going on. Because you can actually you can tell that these people have no idea what's going on. Forty nine, forty six. Get a life. Come on now. And let me jump back to what uh, the champ Khabib says. And Khabib says, look, I don't agree with the judges. 49-46, I got it a draw. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Um, he goes back to say, my, my respect to both fighters and Poirier's achievement so far cannot be denied. My congratulations to Dustin. See you in September. Eagle versus Diamond. Dope. Uh, mad respect and of course man Khabib is a very respectful dude um, I think that is going to be an incredible fight I don't know who's going to win it's easy for me to say oh Khabib's going to go take him down smash him out but that's not that's not guaranteed Dustin is big for the weight class he trains with an incredible team and if he hurts Khabib at any, any point in time he could finish him 
So we'll see what ends up happening. I cannot wait to see that fight when it comes up, man. Um, all in all, salute to both men involved in their teams, their families. Um, the way how gracious they were, man, um, and especially seeing some cringeworthy moments that we've had recently with um with with like Khabib and Connor, man, to see two gentlemen go out there and compete hard against each other, man. Kudos to you guys, fam. I mean, it was something it was beautiful to see. All right. Um, moving right along. <laughs> this fight, this Coleman event might have been one of the greatest fights that I have ever seen. Let me rephrase that. It is one of the greatest fights that I've ever seen. Um, it might be one of the greatest title fights ever to be. Kelvin Gastelum versus Israel Adesanya. You all know I, I've been riding Izzy's jock since I started the show. Um, I've spoke about him early on. I, I used to, I followed him for years um, when he was kickboxing, um, even before he had any MMA fights. And look, I'm not just saying that to be like, I knew about him first. Huh? Like, no, 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 man. It's just, I'm a fan. I'm a legitimate fan. I think dude is a dog. Um, and I'm so happy that he's been able to get his opportunity. I think he's a special athlete. I think he's a special uh, fighter. And, and I think he has the possibility to be one of the biggest stars that we've ever seen. With that being said, I want to talk about Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum, somebody who was the last pick on his season of The Ultimate Fighter. Somebody whom had his weight issues and troubles at 170 pounds that forced him to move up to 185 pounds and being an undersized guy at 185. Undersized in, in, in terms of stature. Not undersized in in terms of size. He's just a short dude, um, but he's every bit big enough to be in that weight class. Um, he's had some rough losses, but um, but this dude is an elite competitor, man. The game plan that he had in this fight, they knew what Adesanya was going to bring to the table. They knew. And they're ready. You forget. Kelvin Gaslam trains with one of the best striking coaches of all time. Master Rafael Cordero over there at King's MMA. Trained, with, trained some of the best of the best. Old school shooter box uh, from Brazil guy, man. Incredible. Incredible coach. Um, when I was still competing and, um, I, I thought I was going to turn pro, I was starting to look and having my team reach out to places because I was like, man, fuck, I'm moving. Like I'm going to, I'm going to train. Um, and Kings MMA was one of the places that I would have loved, uh, uh, to train out of, um, because of the respect that I have for Rafael Cordero, the game plan that they put on Kelvin Gastelum was repaired. And here's the thing, this fight didn't take place like a lot of individuals believed. A lot of individuals believed, look, Kelvin has an opportunity to win because Kelvin's going to be able to impose his wrestling, mix in his striking, 
And again, it was going to be more so grapple heavy, you know, and, and striking. But Kelvin Gaslam did something that I think a lot of people didn't think he was going to do. He stood in the middle of that cage. He put his fucking fist up and he was like, fam, let's get it. Let's get it cracking. You're, you're a stand up guy. Let's make this happen. Dude. And these men stood toe to toe for five rounds. So like, I don't feel like I'm doing it to due diligence, man. I'm so speechless. I watched the fight again this morning. Dog, my heart, my hands are shaking talking about it. Kelvin Gaslam impressed me so much. We don't talk nearly about how his hand speed, oh my God, and the power that he possesses, the fact that he was able to land. This is somebody who had a 10-inch reach disadvantage. And something like six inches of height disadvantage. And because of his speed, explosion, and power, he was able to hurt and bust up Israel Adesanya. He landed his huge uh, left hand. Um, he staggered him. He was even able to land a head kick. He was able to get those little legs up and head kick Israel. The kickboxer. Incredible. Incredible performance. Um his explosiveness, his grit. He's never been dropped before. This is the first time he's ever been dropped in his career. He's been hurt, but he's been able to adjust. Um, so much respect. Um, Kelvin Gaslam. And here's the thing. This is not the end for Kelvin Gaslam. Kelvin Gaslam will be right back into this title picture. Kelvin Gaslam is a problem for everybody in that top five. Yes, he lost to Chris Weidman in the past. He also dropped Chris Weidman in the first round and almost got him out of there. He's knocked out Jacare. Or not that he knocked him out, he beat Jacare. He's a problem for everybody in that division. His explosiveness, his hand speed. He might have the most hand speed in that weight class. What a dog, man. Um, He has a lot to be proud of. I know he's disappointed because he didn't bring home gold. Uh, this time around, but um, man, what a competitor, man. Um, he he's he's an amazing fighter. Now, a lot of us thought that a lot of people thought that they had Izzy figured out. Four fights ago, when he first got into the UFC, oh look, you can take him down, you can control him. That's how you beat him. And then it became. All right, look, you can pressure him, but you might not be able to take him down. But if you pressure him, you can probably get him getting him down. Oh, we can't do it. And then I got to, ooh, I don't know if we can take him down. One of the best grapplers in the game, somebody who's been in the game forever, Derek Brunson, couldn't touch him. Brad Tavares couldn't touch him. Anderson Silva didn't try. And he's evolving. Israel Adesanya doesn't have a ground game. Kelvin Gastelum took him down. Actually, he didn't. Israel went for a guillotine in the last frame. He forced it to the ground, pulled guard. Kelvin did an amazing job, you know, Eddie Bravo, black belt, to adjust. 
And then what happened? Israel goes out there and throws up the triangle and almost sinks it in. It was tight. So now what you're telling me is if I take him down, he's somebody that has an active guard who's going to threaten the takedown and has incredible hips and can get back up. Or should I say threaten with the submission. And then in the clinch, you can't get near him. He hurts you in the clinch. Knees, elbows. Against the cage, he frames, he uses his hips, he gets you out the way. This man has evolved more in between each fight in a year's time than anybody I have ever seen. He has the ability and the potential to be an all-time great. Think about this. The champion right now, currently in that weight class, his first six fights in his UFC career He took two losses. And two of them, two of them, one of them was to Court McGee. Fam, Court McGee isn't a, isn't a great fighter. Then he got knocked out by Wonder Boy, and now he's at 170 pounds. He's had his ups and downs. So his first six fights weren't that stellar. I thought he lost his last fight to, um, to Yo Romero. And a lot of media pundits agree with me. So he's had issues. Israel just continues developing and getting better, man. Yo, this dude is, in, this, this is bananas. And this is what impressed me more than anything else in this fight. As I'm like not hitting my mic and whatnot. Sorry about that. Was the fact that. In the fifth round, and I had a 2-2 going into the fifth. In the fifth round. It gets to a point in time where the real special athletes stand up. They want it more. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people, oh, I, they, they, who wants it more? And it's something that, like, you, that we say, right? But there, there is a thing, especially when it comes to a violent sport like combat sports. For somebody to say, look, my career hinges on this. I need this and you're not going to stop me. You have hurt me. I don't care. Israel Adesanya in the fifth round. And this is, I know the only round that I've really talked about, but in this fifth round, Israel Adesanya poured it on. Poured it on. Kelvin Gaslam. And realistically speaking, they should probably stop the fight. Listen to these numbers. Israel scored 238 out of 494 strikes. Kelvin, 184 out of 444. Significant strikes, 218 for Adesanya out of 474. Kelvin, 182 out of 440. Kelvin did land the two takedowns, but Israel got right back up. And like I said, Israel ended up having the five knockdowns in the fight. And again, this is somebody who has never been knocked down in their career. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Um, Man, um, just, just an incredible, and I know I've been a little bit long-winded, 
um, on this one, man. But it, it, it really does blow me away. Um, Israel was at a dig deep, fire off, looked incredible. And this is the thing. And this is what I think really is going to separate him from everybody else. Any questions that we had about Israel Adesanya in terms of an all around MMA fighter, they need to go away. Throw them away. Put them away. It's over. It's completely done. There's nothing that we can say about that um, at all. Okay? Nothing at all that we can say about that. Um, he isn't all around. He is somebody who is a problem. And um, and like I said, so Dana White uh, ends up going on record and saying, um, get, comparing Adesanya to, of all people, Conor McGregor. And he was talking about the rise in his speed. And this is actually what he actually had to say. Gregor, that's what Connor did. Connor came in, he stayed active, he, he, he built up a lot of notoriety, had some great fights, and people knew his name and people wanted to see him fight. Israel Adesanya is on that same trajectory right now. He's doing the same exact thing Connor did. And you know what Israel doesn't say when we call him? He doesn't say no. I'm on vacation. I'm not going to show up and fight for, for a belt and then possibly get a shot at the champion and make pay-per-view money. He says, yeah, I'll see you in Atlanta. You know, and, and, and when you have that type of confidence in yourself, it pays off. And, you know, it's definitely going to pay off for him. And, you know. All right. So let me let me talk about this comparison really fast. Oh, and before we get to that, um, take a quick break, man. I uh, just want to talk about Sage Eats. Remember, check out Sage Eats, man. Sage Eats, healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Also, remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Support the show. Go on the website, www.thefightpodcast.com. Um, Buy merch, guys. Uh, shoot me a line on there. Um, we have merch and everything. We have hoodies. We have hats. Um, and we have um, T-shirts. The more you guys support the show, the more you donate, uh, the more equipment and everything we get here, and the more content interviews and things we can continue bringing uh, to you guys. All right? All right. So um, back to the comparisons between the rise of Adesanya and um, McGregor. I understand where Dana White is coming from, and that is, and if you guys listened to me a couple episodes ago, a couple of episodes ago, I gave a lot of props to Conor McGregor. I said, "Yo, Conor, in the beginning of his career, was why he f took every fight. He was fun with his trash talk, and he, you know, was great for the sport. He backed up what he was talking, and I appreciated it. I love that." That is what Adesanya is doing. Now, the two men are very different men. Um, I do believe Adesanya is going to handle the, the fame and the pressure much differently than a Conor McGregor did. And I truly do believe that the what Adesanya has done is more impressive than what McGregor has done in his first six, his six fights. Uh, prime example. Connor's first six fights had a about a year and a half break in, in the middle because he ended up tearing um, his ACL. Adesanya in a year's time has six fights, 
14 months time, should I say, he has fought six times and he has won a belt. First fight was six fights ago in the UFC. First time he got in the UFC within six times in one year. He's the champion. That is by far more impressive than almost anybody that I've seen. And I'm even thinking about Anderson Silva. Take that into account. Go look at what Anderson did. It was impressive. I don't know what was impressive, but we're seeing what Israel Adesanya. So keep that in mind. Um, all in all, man, what an event. What a night. Oh, what a fight weekend. Um, notable mentions on this fight card. You have to give it to... Um, Khalil Roundtree, man, after a disappointing loss his last time out, he goes out there and puts on an absolute show against Eric Anders, man. Khalil Roundtree, man, landed some huge uh, punches. He went out there. You can tell the time that he spent in Thailand. Yo, it looks incredible. He was light on his feet. His kicks were lightning fast. Lightened up Eric Anderson, Eric Anders' legs. Um... And um, dude was absolute, just incredible, man. Great fight for Khalil Roundtree. Eric Anders has to be one of the toughest guys in MMA. Oh, my God. He took an ass whooping. Even to his own account, he, on his Twitter, he goes out there and says, yo, I haven't taken an ass whooping that bad. And I quote, I have not taken an ass whooping that bad since he said four, um, what is it, 42187. I'm pretty sure that's when he, he was born. Fam, that's what he said. He's like, yo, that was nuts. Both men, salute to you guys. Eric Anders, Khalil Roundtree, great. The rest of the car was incredible. Um, but those are the individuals that I really want to um, to, to, to big up, man. Um, wow, man. Uh, great fights, man. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm speechless. Says the guy who just spoke for 45 minutes straight without taking a break. But, <laughs> but fam, I, I really, man, it, it's, um, this is, these events are why I started doing this. These events are why I really don't watch any other sports. These events are why I want to dedicate my life to um, breaking down and talking about uh, combat sports, man. I'm such a fan of everybody involved tonight. Um, literally, Kelvin Gaslam, Israel Adesanya, Dustin Poirier, Max Holloway are, are four of my top 10 favorite fighters, man. And they all went out there and performed. MMA is in a phenomenal place, man. But you know what? Um, so is boxing. And I bring that up to say this. Um, Clarissa Shields... Um, ended up beating um, Christina Hammer this weekend. Unanimous decision. Uh, total one-sided domination. I thought she was actually going to go ahead and finish um, uh, Hammer in the eighth round. She was too big, too fast, too athletic, too smart. In my opinion, Clarissa Shields is the greatest female boxer of all time I don't think is a question anymore I'm an incredible fan of hers I think she is phenomenal I think she is great for boxing and look I am not a, a fan of Ronda Rousey at all 
I thought she was overrated. I thought she was overhyped. But I cannot take away from what she meant to women's MMA. If it was not for Ronda Rousey, we would not have women headlining pay-per-views. And we've seen that multiple occasions. If there was no Ronda Rousey, we would not have Amanda Nunes. We would not have Rose Namajunas. It's just, it's, that's just what it is. As much as I'm not a fan of her as a person, as a competitor, because I'm be honest with you, I think she's weak sauce. I think Ronda Rousey is completely weak sauce. She's somebody whom, after she took a loss, she didn't come back like a champion. She wanted to take her ball and go home. She wasn't a real fighter. She was a front runner. But she did an incredible job in highlighting combat sports for women. And now women are looked upon in the same light as men in terms of amazing competitors. And they can sell out pay-per-views just as well as the men can. Clarissa Shields is going to be the one to do that for women's boxing. She talks the part. She's exciting to watch. Um, and she has a lot of people behind her. Great story. Two-time Olympic champion. I mean, she is the real deal. She's going to be incredible, man, for a very long time. And I think that now, because look, I've had arguments with individuals especially people who talk about boxing and they're they, they hearing some of the bullshit chauvinist shit that men say well yeah but you know they can't punch like guys and they can't do this but mma is different no man it's combat sports they can crack of course she'll knock my ass out i ain't trying to fight her and i can go you know what I'm saying, man? We got to start respecting these women, man. We have to start. They have a platform. There's a platform, and now we're starting to see it. It is a beautiful thing. These women are solid. And we have to start putting some respect on their names. Look, Hammer, she's awesome. Her jab is so crispy and strong. And, and even uh, uh, Clarissa Shields had to say, yo, that jab hurt me. You got to show love uh, to these women. These women are not just women fighters. And I hate hearing that narrative. Oh, they're good for chicks. They're good for women. No, nah, fam. They're good fighters. And I'm going to be honest with you. They'll probably bust your ass too. We need to put some respect on these ladies' names, man. Straight up. We're starting to see what happens when they actually are given this platform. And the more we're giving these ladies this platform, the sport as a whole is going to grow. Because now we're going to start, women are going to start tuning in to watch. Look, exactly. Look what happened with Ronda Rousey. Women started watching MMA. And once they started watching MMA, then they started realizing how amazing as a whole the sport is. That is how the sport has continued to grow. Let's make sure these women see how amazing Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer and the rest of these women are. Michaela, whatever her last name is. And I know I don't mean to seem mean to sound dismissive. I just can't think of her name right now. There's incredible women that actually compete. 
We need to put some respect on their names. And I guarantee you, as long as this continues, boxing fam, y'all got to get out of this old head nonsense. That women can't do it. Take a page out of MMA's book. Look, WWE just did it and just had their biggest pay-per-view of all time. And they had that headlined by women. UFC's been done it. MMA has been done it. WWE fake fighting just did it. Boxing, let's get it together, okay? Incredible fight, man. Incredible fighters. Not for females. They're incredible fighters. All in all, man, beautiful night weekend of fights, man. Um, I'll talk more about the fights later on, the, the boxing, uh, specifically later on this week. There was some drama with the Jaime Munguia fight. Um, then I'll break that down a little later on. Um, but, dude, what a weekend. Salute to everybody. Kelvin Gaslam, Max Holloway, hold your head up high. You won more than anything this fight. And that is the beautiful thing about MMA. As long as you fight, fam, we don't care if you lose. You're still a legend if you go out there and do your work. Kelvin, Max, salute to you, gentlemen. You both took that like champions and you fought hard enough to become champions because you are. Israel Adesanya, Dustin Poirier, tip of the hat to you guys, man. Top of the top. All right. Beautiful thing, man. You guys are stars. Israel Adesanya, man, that rocket ship is connected to the man already. I'm telling you, he's going to the top, man. This is the next big thing. Um, and we need to go ahead and support him, man. And uh, let's just hope he keeps his head about him. Dustin Poirier. Um, and, oh, and real quick, Dustin Poirier. He's donating his fight kits. Um, and he is opening up playgrounds for um, disadvantaged uh, kids and things like that in uh, in Florida and in Lafayette, Louisiana, where he's from. He has done a lot. He has been auctioning off. And I talked about that a couple months ago, but he's doing it again. He's auctioning off um, his fight kits and all the money from that goes to building parks for kids. He is a beautiful person, man. A beautiful person who is doing things for his community and using his platform for positivity. I love that. And let me tell you about Max Holloway. Dustin Poirier said after the fight, Max Holloway went to him. Said, hey man, what can I do to help with the fight kits? He gave Dustin Poirier his gloves from that fight. He signed those. Uh, he signed the gloves and gave it to him. It's a it's beautiful, fam. I love it. Um, these are some of I mean, just watching that. I mean, the the love and the philanthropy and everything coming from the MMA end, man. It's a beautiful thing. So Dustin Poirier, thank you so much. Everybody involved, thank you so much. And uh, yo, this is my post fight uh, episode, man. This is episode one oh four of the Fight Podcast, man. Thank you as always for listening, man. We'll be back. Um, we have a lot coming up this week, a whole lot actually coming up this week. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. This past fight was incredible. This fight weekend was everything we could hope for and more. I know I've been rambling, man, but I've just been so excited, man. So look, 
Um, I love you guys. Thank you for paying attention. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. And also remember to follow the Fight Podcast at thefightpodcast.com. Um, Make sure you go on the the website, purchase merch today. Follow us on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. Follow your boy at Serge Vicente and check it out, y'all. I'll see you next time right here on The Fight Podcast, man. I appreciate you guys guys for paying attention. Appreciate you guys for listening. Let everybody know um, we are everywhere podcasts are available, man. Salute to everybody, man. And I will see you guys next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Peace out.